Round two. Let's see if this works. I've had a belly full of the god and priest business. You think I don't see my own mythos. Consult your data once more, hate. I've insinuated my rights into the most elementary human acts. The people eat in the name of Muad'Dib. They make love in my name. A roof beam cannot be raised in the lowliest hovel of far Gonshari without invoking the blessing of Muad'Dib. Book of Diatribes from The Hate Chronicle. Welcome to Reading Dune, a podcast where we read Dune by Frank Herbert and talk about it. If you're a Fremen or a first-time reader, this podcast is for you. My name is Caleb Pauls. And I'm Evan Diaz. And together, we are going to read some Dune. Yeah, we are. Woo! Okay, I'm so sorry about all of those listening live. I had a glitch. It, like I heard myself talking in my own headphones, so we need to start over because that was not going to happen because I talk <laughs> way too much on this podcast to hear myself <laughs> twice. Yep. And Caleb now sounds far away. Okay, we'll try to make it sound better. Maybe I'm just I'm just I'm just a wreck right now. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with my life. Is, We're doing do, what we can with what we have. Uh, hopefully, it's enough. Um, hopefully, do I sound okay, everybody. Evan, do I sound all right? You sound good to me. Okay. Well. Comment us and leave angry emails if you can't hear. <laughs> all the angry emails. <laughs> we'll take them all. All right. So um, let's go. What do you think about the quote, Evan? It was uh, It was a lot. It was like a little strange, you know? Um, it felt like a peek behind the behind the curtain yeah even more so than we're used to getting yeah where it's like suddenly it's just it's like all the quotes were like these beautiful eloquent things written in the histories of the muadib's imperium and now it's like paul losing it on hate is the quote yeah (laughs) really random and hate's like ooh, this is some good juice i'm gonna write this down (laughs) yeah a little strange um, I do like, I do like this quote, especially for this chapter, because you can feel that like Paul is just over all of this. Yeah, like people he have not met are invoking his name at this time. Yeah, like they do everything. Oh, Muhadib, Muhadib, and like they don't know who I am. Right, and that's. I don't know. There, that's, there's a weird detached element. There's always been detached element with Paul, but now it's like the whole Imperium feels it, and he just feels more isolated. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, I don't know, rough on Paul. Sorry, Quizar Tatarak, <laughs> Emperor of the Known Universe, <laughs> having a bad time socially. <laughs> Trying to figure it out. Whoops. Whoopsie. But... Quick overview, 
real fast of mm-hmm. everything Messiah, right? So book starts out 12 years after the end of book one. Jihad has happened. The empire is now all Muhadib. The Fremen have rampaged. The jihad has went everywhere. Everyone now bows down to Muhadib, or at least his. Uh, they bow down to the people who invoke his name. And you have the remaining factions of power are trying to figure out how they can undo this, how they can undo this mistake, right? You have the Bene Gesserit with the Reverend Mother, and you have Princess Irulan, who's been there the whole time. And then you have the Guild, who needs the spice, so they want to be as compliant as possible, but also it's kind of a buzzkill if you don't own the monopoly on the spice and you're the one who needs it. Right. And then you have the Benny Tlalax, which is a new breed of humans that have now popped up. Um, and they have face dancers, and they can change their face, and it's really weird. <laughs> and so this is the remaining group. And so far in the book, we have kind of disposed of Irulan. She's, like, gone. Yeah. She doesn't really do her job anymore. Uh, Paul just gave the Bene Gesserit something. He's like, I'll let you have my sperm, my genetic code, like taking them out. So now who's left is we have the fish man, Edric, and we have the face dancer, Sightail, and we have an impromptu meeting here of the conspiracy. Right. This is our, our bad guys are now all getting together to talk about, oh no, Paul, Muhadib, the emperor, the people who can person who can meet all places at once, bridge time and space, has now picked us apart. And what are we going to do? So we know that Saitail has um, he's been with Edric under the guise of a Hulk-like man, just pushing things around. We also know he's killed somebody, killed somebody, taken and and left her for dead. We don't know why. Right? right, Otham's daughter. Yeah, that was um, kind of random, but yes, that happened. That happened. Um, and we don't know what Sightail is doing behind the scenes. We know that they're, they wanted to basically have Paul kill himself, and to do that, they gave him hate, which is the Goa of Duncan, mm-hmm. Idaho, which is now Paul's best friend. Um <laughs> As you can tell, he's in the opening quote. He's kind of letting everything. He's venting to him about life. So that requires some best friend status, I think. <laughs> For sure. Because he can't talk to anybody else, let's be real. Uh, and his sister's just weird. So we don't know what's happening there. So, all right. So we are in Edric's chamber here for this chapter. And Edric is now the guild navigator ambassador on Arrakis. Yeah. So he's like permanently there, just straight chilling. And his job for the conspiracy is to do what, Evan? What's Edric's job? To mess up the, uh, to, to, to block or mess up Paul's oracular vision. Right. Right, right. So that um, the conspiracy is hidden from both Paul and Aaliyah. Um, which Paul has now messed everything up because he took a huge dose of spice and muddied everything up. Mm-hmm. So now it's fate's going to have what fate's going to do. Like nobody really has the control anymore. Right. Um, so everything is everywhere. 
and the meeting happens. So Sidetail comes into Edric's chambers. It's probably early morning here because Edric is still waking up. His metabolism has not yet cycled from rest of sleep to full melange consumption. Edric sleepily goes, blah, 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 blah. You, you risk much leaving your post coming here to see me at this time. Why are you here? Sightail says that the gift must be prodded to swifter action. So what, what, what gift are they talking about? Just to double check. Hate. Hate. The gola. The gola. Now, what's his action supposed to be? Uh, kill Paul, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Or we, get rid of Paul somehow. Destroy Paul. That, and even Hate has told Paul that. That's his goal. So, Edric's like, that, that can't be done. What, what are we doing? Sightail insists they must find a way because things are not going well for the conspiracy. The Emperor has already tried to split up the members. Paul has already made a play for the Bene Gesserit. Edric says the the Talaxu made hate. Ergo, they should do something. Like, he's your contraption. You do something. <laughs> Again, it's, Edric's, like, just waking up at this point, so he still hasn't had his morning, like, spice coffee. So he's just, like, really blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Edric swims closer to the glass, saying, blah, 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 or did you lie to us about this gift? Lie? Sightail asks. Because here's the thing about the conspiracy and Dune in, in general, like plans within plans within plans, right? That's what we learned mm-hmm. way early on in Dune. And everybody has a plan. So the question is, the Bene Gesserit had a plan, right? They wanted the genetic code, hopefully a mating pair of the Atreides together, both Aaliyah and Paul together, making some superhuman, I don't know, but they can't, con- yeah. That's what they want. Irulan wants a baby. Um, what What does Edric and the guild want? They just want their spice. Right. Right? They want to operate as Monopoly again. Right. Um, what do the Tleilaxu want? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That's a good question. I didn't, I didn't even, I haven't even thought about that. Okay. Well, that's what kind of Edric is implying here, right? Did yeah. you, you set us up with this gift. You made this gift. You put this whole plan into play. Is there something behind the gift that we don't know about? Edric says, he like quotes that first meeting. He said, you said the weapon was to be aimed and released. Nothing more. Blah, 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 blah. Once the Goa was given, it, we could not tamper. Saito responds, saying the Goa can be disturbed and that Edric needs to and all Edric needs to do is have the Gola question his original being like that's the mechanism here question his original being as in like um Duncan Idaho the, yeah yeah I think yeah? yes okay uh-huh and do we see Duncan or do we sorry do we see hate already doing this yes yeah, he's already but in had, like weird ways. Well, he is a zombie. Yeah, I don't with know. with metal eyes. But yeah, he's definitely he's stuck with the, like the "Who am I?" question. Right. He's getting these weird flashes and these weird visions of life as Duncan, but he's yeah. got like the Mentat Zensuni programming, and he's like, 
really wrestling with the who, who am I? So that's what, that's what Sightail wants Edric to do. Like, just keep pushing that button, and eventually something will happen. Just push him. Just push him. Just push him. And if hate is questioned, right, about who he is, who are you really, hate? It will stir him to action faster because he's going to need to figure it out, which in turn serves the conspiracy's objectives right. of m- having Paul kill himself. Right. Because that whole conflict's going to cause both of them to spiral in crazy ways. Saitail interrupts, asking if Edric really does hide them from Aaliyah or not. So he's still trying to figure out, like, how much does the sister know? Because if she knows, everything is going to go wrong. Right. They didn't. They didn't even like calculate for her. It seems like right that first step. That first episode. That first chapter or whatever. Yeah. Where they were conspiring, she almost didn't even come up. Right. Right. Like they bar- They didn't. They either didn't talk about her or like barely talked about her, which is weird. And hate is supposed to be also a weapon for Aaliyah. With his, right. like, extreme attractiveness and Zen Sunni mind. Right. But, like, as far as her oracular powers, like her oracle powers, they didn't even really talk about that. Right. We all just assume Edric can cover them. But, I mean, to be honest, we don't even know the extent of Aaliyah's powers. Right. She is an abomination. She is something beyond human. She is preborn. We don't know what's going on with her, so it's like, like, and eh, we just got to cover all bases, right? But, but Edric's like not afraid. He's like, I'm not afraid of oracles. I'm concerned with logic, with the real species, with the physical powers of the Imperium, with the control of the spice. With Saitel interrupts him. One can contemplate the Emperor and his powers comfortably if one remembers that all things are finite. This, oddly enough, just drives the steersman into agitation. He's threshing his limbs like some weird fishy newt in his little bubble of spice. <laughs> you know, you know what this made me think of in the the uh, I think it's the the second Star Wars prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's the second one where Jar Jar Binks shows up. And like the the king of the Jar Jar people, I forget like what their names were, but he goes like, <laughs> yeah, 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 from Phantom Menace, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, me, I like this. Yeah, and he's just like shaking, like <laughs> the Gungans. That's, that's what they call yeah, them. the Gungans. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Like, <laughs> he's just Hendrick pissed off in the tank. So this is the best. I want, okay, we're just going to go back real fast. So Edric is concerned with like logic. How do you figure this out? The physical powers of the Imperium, right? We just went over how like menacing and like physically imposing the Imperium is, right? From the long walk of the Reverend Mother to like mm-hmm. the keep itself is bigger than everything what we could ever think of. And Paul's like alone in it. And the crazy part of all about all this is Edric is also stuck. Like he is the most contained because he can't leave his bubble of spice. Right. So any thought of like, 
like any like what like word that even says and replies, hey, you can't go anywhere. He freaks because he can't go anywhere. Right. It's like that, like in reminding you, like, oh, by the way, you think you're you know all this stuff. Well, you actually can't even walk. Right. Right. And you're like stuck here. You are actually we are actually the ones in control. And Sightail is like in another planet. He's like, I don't care about any of this because eventually everything dies. Yeah, like yeah. The, the existentialist over here is like, no, no, everything's dying eventually. All, all empires die. Everything goes to crap. Everything gets reborn. Like winter happens and then spring comes. Like every time. Yeah. And of course, the guild navigator who can quote unquote see all things but can't see anything at the moment is just this. Also pisses him off because he obviously wants to know when this is going to happen and can't see it. Right. So the guild navigator is not naked in his tank. He's wearing a dark leotard, like skin tight. Woo! Rock and roll, baby. Yeah, and it's bulging at the belt with various containers, probably just extra like spice capsules where you can hit every yeah. now and get that extra little boost. Yet the way his leotard was gave the impression of nakedness when he moved and when the swimming and reaching movements, it just made Saito just like, hate this creature even more like we are not the same right that's what he's constantly seeing like this is we are we are two different creatures doing two different things i don't know if this will work out (laughs) and then it hits sightail that this was one of the weaknesses of the conspiracy they're not compatible fish man Mm -hmm. witchy old reverend mother who who knows is how old you have irulan who's just the cranky princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then you have the face dancer who's trying to impersonate everybody, who's who's like trying to outthink everybody as well. And the guild navigator who thinks he knows everything. Mm-hmm. Edric's agitation subsided and he stared down Sightail through the orange glass which sustained him. This, t- this Tailaxu was not acting in a predictable fashion. This was an evil omen. There was something about Edric's voice and actions that told Sidetail that the fishman was more scared of Aaliyah than of Paul. Had they overlooked something important about Aaliyah? Would the Goa be sufficient weapon to destroy both? Sidetail probed the fishman some more. You know what is said of Aaliyah? This really agitated Edric in his orange tank. What do you mean? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Never have philosophy and culture had such a patroness. Pleasure and beauty unite. Now Edric cuts him off. Mm-hmm. What is enduring about beauty and pleasure? We will both destroy the Atreides culture. They dispense culture the better to rule. Beauty? They promote beauty which enslaves. They create illiterate ignorance. Easiest thing of all. They leave nothing to chance. Chains. Everything they do forges chains. It enslaves. But slaves always revolt. Yikes. Now, the best thing, best part about this is he's not wrong right. in this whatsoever. Like, he's totally on the money. Like, they've created a culture that idolizes both Aaliyah and Paul, to which they are slaves of themselves. They can't get out of it either. Right. And now you've created the illiterate ignorance. Like, everyone thinks they're smart, 
but it they aren't. They're all enslaved. And the Fremen are the worst, right? They mm-hmm. were this culture that was with roots and traditions and I mean they had their science, they had their religion, they had everything put together and Muhadib just came in and made it all his. And now they think they're ruling, but they're actually enslaved. Like their whole culture has gone away. Right. Because of this. Right. And it's all done under this like guise of this religion and beauty and these things that like seem really good, but actually are very detrimental to people's lives. Right. 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 We look at like Farouk is a great example, right? In that chapter, he had gotten, he had seen the hypocrisy of it all. He was now more wealthy than he'd ever been in his entire life, but he had lost everything. Right. He'd seen the ocean and dipped himself in water in an endless sea and it caused him to crack and he realized like this is everything is wrong about this so he's not wrong that and and they're just waiting for this moment how can they they poke the bear a little bit and caused everything to move Sightail says maybe maybe possibly the emperor will use the sister to create an offspring which that's the Bene Gesserit plan, so good for him on picking up on that. Edric says it's already too late for that. Then Satel warns Edric. Just as Edric was talking down about controlling everything, and that being the Atreides' downfall, right, trying to see the future and control everything, Satel tells Edric that the guild navigators also cannot control everything or invent the next moment from happening, and they should be careful not to presume too much. Edric protested. We aren't the ones to flap our tongues about creation. We aren't the rabble trying to take, make a messiah out of Muhadib. What is this nonsense? Why are you asking these questions? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> There's so many blubs this chapter. Saitel says, it's this planet. It's Dune. Edric says, planets don't speak. <laughs> Good job, Edric. Way to go. Very nice, you figured it out. But what is the planet saying? Come on, how is how is being here affecting everybody differently? It affects the whole Imperium differently, this one planet. Mm-hmm. So Saitel goes on, this planet does. It speaks of creation. Sand blowing in the night. That is creation. Blub, blub. Sand blowing? <laughs> Saitel blub, says, blub. <laughs> blub blub <laughs> I wanna I wanna help this character, but I really can't. He's just there. No Yeah. Gotta say. <laughs> so alright, so Sightail basically starts talking about how when you first awaken, the first light shows this new world and there are no tracks. Mm-hmm. The sand has blown everything over, everything is fresh. There's always time to start again. And you're constantly creating and doing something new. Edric, again, felt sudden anxiety about the idea of walking around. He felt the <laughs> confinement of his tank, the surrounding room, everything closing in on him. Edric shudders. You talk like a Fremen. Saitel agreed. This is a Fremen thought, and it's instructive. 
They speak of Muhadib's jihad as leaving tracks in the universe the same way that a Fremen tracks new sand. They have marked out a trail in men's lives. So, Edric says, another night comes, wind blows. Edric is trying to put the pieces together. Uh, yes, the jihad is finite. Muhadib used the jihad, and Saitel cuts him off. He didn't use the jihad. The jihad used him. I think he would have stopped it if he could. Bum, bum, bum. Which he w- he was trying to the yes. whole time. He was trying to. Yes, and I love how like Saitel is our only really character that I feel like he can sympathize almost with Paul. Yeah. yeah. Like and and again, even in like that second chapter with the conspiracy, it's like he for this to work, he needs a Paul needs a way out. He needs to be able to like for this to be a good trap. He needs there needs to be a way out, and he almost feels sorry for doing this to him. And and yeah, he Saitel seeing all of the connections that the the jihad has put in place, probably with the Benny Jezebel long before that they've primed everything for this. Right. And there's nothing he could really do. And if they get at the end, you know, Paul kind of gave in knowing it was gonna happen anyway. He just said, Fine, I'll put my fist in it as well if it's gonna happen. But Edric doesn't get this. He's just confused. <laughs> He's like but you could just, you know, do one word and you could stop it, right? But this Saitel just barks at him. Oh, be still. You can't stop a mental epidemic. It leaps from person to person across parsecs. It's overwhelmingly contagious. It sticks at the unprotected side in the place where you lodge fragments of other such plagues. Who can stop such a thing? Ooh, Hadib has no, hasn't the antidote. The thing has its roots in chaos. Can orders reach there? Okay, but that was some good juice. Uh, yeah, keep going. We Especially like the beginning the beginning there. Mm-hmm. You can't stop a mental epidemic. It leaps from person to person across parsecs. It's overwhelmingly contagious. Mm-hmm. Mental epidemics. Just like... Ideas. A, w- a way of thinking. Not, yeah. not even just an idea, right? Um, a a way of thinking that is like seems true enough to be like easily believed. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Well, how does a virus work? Right, a virus. Well, takes, yeah, it takes your cells and it like take takes your own DNA and then uses that to rewrite its own DNA. So right. it's like a. A mental virus would be something that uses your own neural pathways, but to create its own ecosystem where it can thrive using right. you as the host. It's 100% what's happening here. Right. It took over everybody. It was easier to believe that Muhadib was God than it was to question it. Yep. And it was easier to give in to this, right? You're in the prime, primal human emotion of just pushing forward. And, and it's, 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 Right, he says this thing has roots in chaos. It's it's almost like the human, I want to say, will. Right, we go back to terrible purpose, maybe. Right, it's mm-hmm. those that race consciousness that will push f- the humans forward. That uses things like the jihad to do so, right, in order to spread itself out. And that's where it's yeah, this is something that Muhadib has no 
control over. As as much as he is a Quizwatch Hatterack, right? He's still beholden to these things. He's just stuck seeing all the options. Yeah. Picking, like, he's like constantly stuck in a presidential election of all times, but none of the choices <laughs> are good. It's always the better of two evils. Constantly. Can you imagine living like that moment to yeah. moment? I would just, mm, I would be pissed off too. <laughs> Edric slowly turns in his orange gas, wondering why Sightail's words had a pinch of fear in them. Have have you been infected? Bloop, bloop. He asked Sightail, wondering that maybe, possibly, the face dancer had betrayed him. That maybe, you know, he'd switch sides. He's talking like a Fremen. He's spending a lot of time in the desert. Right. He, he probably is impersonating Farouk or at least one Fremen. He's killed. So he's, it's maybe the planet is changing him in some way. So, of course, Edric tries to peer into the future. Blah, 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 blah. But the time, the future, everything is muddy. Everything is clogged with prophets, people trying to see and nothing is happening. So Saitel looked up at the fish, saying, we are, we are all contaminated. And then Saitel thought to himself, there's no way that this guildsman has any understanding of what he's talking about. Everything is going over his head. Of course, Edric goes straight to solving the problem instead of listening. <laughs> and he says, but if we destroy him, the contagious... Saitel knows the conversation is over and he should just leave at this point, just walk away, but he doesn't. He just says how explosive the situation is and it's ready to shatter right now, leaving traces of itself, leaving traces of itself throughout the entire everything, everything. Right. It's ready to blow up. Edric thinks they're just talking about Muhadib being God, right? The new religion. Right. If he's killed, then who's God and what's happening? Oh, this is a good thought Isaiah has on the live stream. Talking about um, a mental epidemic. Reminds me of the psychological idea of a meme. An evolution or a thought or idea that grows across generations. A meme only works if everybody understands it. Right. And it grows in power as it goes. But yeah, yeah, memetics. It's, it gets lodged in your brain and gets stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Edric's talking about the religion aspect. But Saitel says it's not just a religion. Muhadib has crowded his Quizarat in everywhere to place the old forms of government. There's no more permanent civil service or embassies. There are only bishops. Islands of authority, and at all of the center is a man. And men learn how to gain power and hold personal power through the education of the system. Mm-hmm. And all men are jealous of power. Which I think is, this is just shows the, again, how fragile the whole system is. And also how the Quizarat is everywhere. With these people saying you need to bow down to Muhadib, right? These bishops saying this is the only way. And you can kind of see it in Korba, right? He That's that. Literate ignorance. He thinks he knows so much because he's next to Muhadib, and literally he's just a puppet. Paul has even said, "You are my best creation." Right. Just despite him, Edric says, "Great, 
When this thing topples over, they'll come in and they'll swoop up all these individual islands of power one by one. Because that's what's going to happen, right? They're going to be a fall, and then they, that's what even Paul is trying to tell, um, trying to tell Stilgar. Like, I don't have the power. You have the power. You could right. you could disobey me and be fine, and everyone underneath. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. whoever has has the control has the actual power. And even Paul was thinking, if I'm gone, who's going to rule? You know, you're going to have these factions, these warring tribes of different bishops, trying to be the best Muhadib follower there is. You know what I mean? Like, right. All these denominations get started about who's doing it right. Yep. Killing each other in the process. But Saitail reminds Edric that, like, they don't need to worry about just Paul dying because the sister could also do something. If the sister weds, it will shake the universe like thunder. Edric is like, uh, but I have those powers too that she has. Like, what's the big deal? Saitail says that Edric's power compared to the Atreides is infantile. Yeah. Like, Edric is a toddler where they are Olympic runners. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you think you, like, got it. You know how to walk. You don't know, like, everything about all the places they have been. Saitail also says, you forget, Guildsman, that we too once made a Quizrach Hatterach. This is a being filled by the spectacle of time. It's a form of existence which cannot be threatened without enclosing yourself in the identical threat. Muhadib knows we would attack his Chani. We must move faster than we have. You must get to the Goa and prod him as I've instructed. And Edric's like, hmm, blub, blub, blub. And if I do not? Then Saitil responds, probably as leaving the room. We will feel the thunderbolts. Get them. Get them. What a chapter. And that ends the conspiracy. Yeah, chapter. Yeah. So what do you think so far? We're almost at halfway. I think we're right about beyond halfway. Um, Yeah. At least chapter-wise. Where where are you thinking so far about this chapter, about the story? Can you tell where it's going? <clears throat> what do you think is going to happen? Use your prescience. What do I? What do I think is going to happen? Blah 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 blah. I don't. I honestly get. I feel like my answers sometimes sound like cop outs, but I honestly don't know. Right? It That's seems good. like the conspirators are just. Desperate. All of them are desperate. Sightail is like starting to lose hope, but also he has understanding that Edric does not, but they're the only two that are like left standing at this point. Um, Edric is stuck in a fish tank somewhere in the keep, I guess. Yeah. So he's kind of not left standing. He's just stuck. <laughs> but, you know, Sightail... <laughs> is like has seems like he might have something up his sleeve. Uh, I don't know. Um, I have the feeling that Paul is going to die. Seems like pretty obvious. It's like that parallel with Duke Leto from the Mm -hmm. first, um, the first book where it was like, you know, for the father or nothing, like he's not going to, 
He's basically they were just like foreshadowing the whole time that he was going to die. Um, and I think I've also I may have also been influenced by little spoilers that people have thrown around here and there in Discord and in the comments and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen or, you know. Do you, what do you think about what, what's <sighs> they're gonna prod hate? What's gonna happen with hate? I either he's going to deliver in spectacular fashion for like what he was supposed to do, or he's literally just gonna become Duncan Idaho again. Oh. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like I don't know. I would. I hope it's one of the two. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, that's good. There could be a possible third option where he does both. He becomes Duncan Idaho and kills the Emperor. But, okay, do you think Chani survives? My, my... My wish is that, like, Chani and Paul and the little baby just disappear and go become moisture farmers on Tatooine and <laughs> like live happily ever after in isolation. That's not going to happen. Everything's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. So no, probably Johnny's probably going to die. Everybody's going to die. It's going to be a lot of death and sadness. And I'm going to need to hug that emotional support worm. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I yeah. I just want to say thank you for everybody who watched us live, even though with that little hiccup. Uh, Elizabeth Bryce, you and your boyfriend caught us live for the first time. What's up? Let's thank go. you. Being all spicy, Dre <laughs> Rojas. Hey guys, want to say hey? Enjoy your all streams. Mm, Thomas Wright is Irlanda Valley girl, probably. Like totally. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Why can't you give me a baby? <laughs> I Everyone, need a baby. Everybody joining us live for the first time. Thank you so much. Um, you can find us everywhere. Reading Dune, readingdune.com, buy merch, spicy mugs, email us at Reading Dune. We still get those. I still read them. People are starting the podcast every single day. I really don't. I really can't explain the feeling I get when I look at the numbers. There was like 143 people started the first episode today. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to those people. That episode was not good. <laughs> no, but uh, at least a good good chunk That's of them. That's a lot of people, though. A lot of ch- chunk of them went to the second one. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we've hit most countries in Europe, most of the countries in um, South America, yeah. There's we're so many different places where people are reading Dune, and we just want to say thank you to everybody. This is obviously bigger than we all thought. We're just here, every chapter, messing up words and going <laughs> Do- through Dune and accidentally spoiling things. And y'all are still here, so <laughs> thank you. Yep, thanks, so. y'all. We're Stay just spicy. out here doing our best. <laughs> We're legit just trying our best to do this weekly. Got <laughs> it. All right, y'all. I'll see you in the next chapter. Stay spicy. Peace. <laughs>